What's up, sports ballers? Welcome to the latest episode of Sports Ball, in which we discuss a cat who's deaf and whose name is Achilles. Also, tons of NBA talk. Check it out right now. Enjoy the show. Long time no see, my friend. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Been uh, been on vacation, and I had to deal with a busted air conditioner. It's been a it's been a good two weeks. You got a busted air conditioner? That sucks. Yep. Adult things, right? Yeah, I was thirty years old. Good run. Holy cow! Yep. All right, that's impressive. Now so- I'm all I'm all cool, ready for some NBA Finals, World Cup. Wimbledon, you name it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot kind of on the plate right now and coming down the pipe. I mean, the MLB draft was there. The French Open's going on right now. Um, yeah, there's just a lot to, a lot in the world of sports happening right now. Um, I feel like we're going to talk a lot of basketball in this episode. Um, so perhaps we should discuss our first topic about the World Cup, and then we can dive head on into basketball. Because I have a few things I want to add. Um, as well, besides NBA final stuff. You go for it. I'll follow your lead. Okay. Uh, so there's a deaf cat named Achilles, and apparently he's going to predict the World Cup winners of the games and, and, and such. And I, I've never quite, I mean, it's funny, I guess, but I've never quite understood this whole fascination we have with animals picking a winner. Um, like Jimmy Fallon does the puppy bowl every year for the Super Bowl. You know, what, like one, how did this ever start? And two, why is this a thing? I don't understand it. Well, we had that octopus in 2010. I don't remember which country he resided in, uh, but, but he could be credited as like the original animal picker. Uh, and then, yeah, we have the, the puppy bowl. Um, really just a, a wide assortment of, of animals that, um, the pig games, but I, I think I think uh, a deaf cat's a, a good way to go. He, he can't hear the criticism when he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this is just if I was Puxatoni Phil, though, I'd be mad. Like, hey, picking things is my gimmick. You guys, you know, figure your own thing out. True. Although I've never understood Puxatoni Phil. Like they pick they they pull him out of the hole when it's like practically dark out. I don't know how he sees a shadow. This to me is a little more black and white. <laughs> well, apparently Achilles had uh, a really good run in the Confederations Cup last year, picking three out of the four correct winners. And, and the reason, according to the article that you shared, that Achilles didn't go four for four is because she was not given the option to pick a draw, which is what one of the games was. So uh... by no fault by no fault of her own, she was uh, set up for failure in that one instance. Uh, a bummer of a technicality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll see uh, how Achilles does. I wonder, like, what does she? I'm assuming. I, I don't know why I keep saying she. Probably because it's the cat. Achilles is definitely a dude. But I wonder if if he or she will get special treats or some sort of special treatment because she lives in a museum in Saint Petersburg, which is kind of a cool place for a cat to live. Yeah. Do you think your cat could pick World Cup games? I don't think my cat would be bothered unless there was treats involved. 
You know, last night I brought home like a dozen tennis balls in a bag, and Pete, the dog, loves tennis balls, and he like he like uh, sniffed each each one before he finally settled on one. So maybe I can give him two, and then see which one he picks. Yes, Pete would be a much more reliable picker than than Tucker. That's this is for sure. Maybe for the final. I don't think we can rely on Pete to pick like the fourth <laughs> games or whatever it is, but maybe for the final we can we can see if we can ar- arrange something to to where he uh, heads out to the backyard and we we throw two tennis balls and we see which one he goes to. Exactly. So here's I will I will say this. Me and you, we can go through and pick winners not necessarily of every game but like the teams getting out of the group stage and then and then and then we'll let pete pick the final that sounds good sounds fair because we've got what two weeks 10 days 10 days till it starts uh yeah the russia gets it started next thursday morning and then friday we've got a full slate so yeah roughly 10 days well we can get our picks in before then absolutely uh sort of it's the sort of you know coverage that people listen to the show for, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we might as well you know save the date right now for that Port- Portugal Spain match on Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, they don't really like each other either. I wonder why. I mean, one one o'clock. Hopefully, nobody at work listens. But we're gonna fire up the YouTube TV on about <laughs> one o'clock on uh, Friday afternoon and uh, put a log on the fire. Yeah, that's. I don't work Fridays during the day, so you can bet your uh, sweet tennis balls I'll be watching as many of these games as I can. Should be a good one. All right, shall we move on to the wide world of basketball? Let's do it. Seems like we've talked about basketball since the beginning of the show, so we don't have much. Uh, you know, by next week it could be could be done. This is true. Yeah, we must strike while the iron is hot, as they mm-hmm. say. Uh, so, what has been your take on the finals thus far? Uh, and just to be fair to listeners, we are recording this after two games have been played. Yep. So game two is in the books, kind of a dud. I had some things going on. We had some we had dinner plans. So I didn't didn't watch much of last night. It doesn't sound like I missed much. Uh, I think the like the highlight was this ridiculous circus shot that. Steph Curry made with like a second remaining in the shot clock and then him tripping over Kendrick Perkins on the bench. Like those seem to be the two key takeaways from game two. So fairly underwhelming in my opinion. However, game one, like, man, those seconds, those final seconds when J.R. Smith didn't know the score after LeBron James hung 51 on the road. <laughs> I mean, is that uh, is that like the equivalent of you finishing, you know, painting your house on a weekend and then somehow like a gallon of white paint spills off the roof or something and then like ruins it? I mean, like what's our level of, of catastrophic devastation and, and are we talking here and and do LeBron and Jr. like are they speaking to each other right now? No, I think LeBron has put him firmly in whatever doghouse he put Kyrie in a few years ago that caused him to go to Boston. So the difference is, I expect this stuff from Jr. Smith. Yeah, like this is a, 
this is like a proven history. Like, if you can put a highlight reel together of these types of things that aren't just like bad shots or like like regular airs on the behalf of a shortstop, or these are just boneheaded moves that nobody making that amount of money should should make. Mm-hmm. I've I I have long been a uh, not a fan of J.R. Smith, like his entire career. I never understood the hype. I never understood the excuses people made, you know, to cover up for his just stupid decisions and bad shot taking and the trash talk and the ball hogging. And like, I just don't understand one, how he's on a team still and two, how he's starting in the finals. Like, I just don't get it. So when it happened, I wasn't surprised at all. The thing is, too, as a side note, it runs in the family. His brother is Russ Smith, who played in, at Louisville and beat Michigan in the, the national championship. And he, oh, he plays the brother? exact same. He plays the exact same way. I didn't realize that was his brother. That yeah, makes, really... that makes me like them even less, simply because mm-hmm. that Louisville team doesn't exist anymore because of Cur- the uh, violations. But yeah, I mean, key takeaway, like. If, if this goes more than five, I'll be shocked. Um, I think it helps a little that they're headed back to Cleveland. But you really got to wonder how much LeBron's got left. I mean, they were down 0-2 to Boston, and they come back and win that at seven, mostly on his back. And they really should have won game one. The, the free throw should have been made, or JR should have got a put back. He says, oh, I couldn't have shot over KD. That's malarkey. He, all he had to do was pump fake, and he scores. So, at, at some point, I think the the gas runs out on LeBron. I, I can't see it going back to Golden State. What about you? Well, if it goes five, it'll have to go back to Golden State because they do 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Well, that's right. I always, get, I always think it's that, baseball well, it, where it's 2-3-2. It, two, three, two. And it used to be that way. Yeah. It used to be that way, but in recent years, it's changed. I, I don't know exactly what year it did change, but because um, when the Pistons beat the Lakers in five, uh, I don't know, fourteen years ago, uh, it was two three two then, so we were able to win it in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think LeBron quits. I mean, he's not that type of player that's going to mail it in. Um, in the finals, but I do think if this continues the way it's going, he's definitely not coming back to Cleveland next year. No. What I think would be just oh, like chef kiss good is if he winds up going to Golden State next year. <laughs> that would just be the best. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, uh, we'd, we'd be without much of a Christmas Day matchup, but that's all right. That's It would be so funny if he just said, screw it, if you can't beat him, join him, and just went to the Golden State Warriors. It would be so freaking funny if that I, happened. I have no idea how that would work out salary cap-wise. but Oh, I'm sure he would take pay. Like, I, he, none of them need the money. Obviously, if they can get it, they'll take it because they can set their family up for generations if they make enough, but... I'm just thinking hypothetically, it would just be hysterical to me to see all he would like. You think everyone hated Kevin Durant? How right. much more are they going to hate LeBron James if he does something like that? It's... Um, oh, it'd be so good. I would love it. 
And how much more likable would LeBron be if he didn't whine about everything? If he was just stoic out there and he just played, like if he hung 51 in a finals game like that and didn't have all the antics, the regular antics, I think it's fine if you want to argue a call here or there, but it's every time a whistle blows, he's got his hands in the air. Well, yes, I agree, but... Jeff Van Gundy said this uh, when they beat Boston in the seventh game at the end, that this is the most he's ever had to do to get a team to the finals. It was the hardest of the eight in a row that he's been to and the one previous to that. This is the most he's single-handedly had to do to carry a team. Uh, And so I think a lot of that frustration that comes out and the whining and, and the arguing is like, dude's probably just sick of being head and shoulders above every other person on his team. Without question. I mean, whenever this series ends, you have to imagine he's headed to some private island where not a soul is going to bother him for weeks. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, his mom's basement or something. Like, who <laughs> knows? But, yeah, I I can imagine he's going to uh, take some well-deserved R&R um, after the season. So we'll see where he winds up next year and what happens. But uh, honestly, so like obviously the Golden State thing is a pipe dream. Like it's not actually going to happen. It was more of a joke. But it would be really interesting if he went to Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was was Philadelphia. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Because they got a bunch of young, talented, super hungry guys on that team. Mm -hmm. And you put a veteran like him in there, that's going to make it easier for them to play. I don't know. It could be interesting. I don't know if they have the the cap space or not, but it's a very interesting thought to think of him out there. I also wonder if it will be the, the last contract he signs. Yeah, it depends on how many years and if he can stay injury-free yeah. or not. But Yeah, I mean, he's 33 now. I guess, you know, if you went for a three-year deal, an option, that puts him at 37. Yeah, I think he could play easily until he's 38. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to be the ageless wonder that Vince Carter is, but... Um, no, because LeBron's not coming off the bench. So um, I, I think the second he can't start, he's done. That would be my guess. But I, I think he's got at least three seasons in him left, you'd, th- you'd imagine. Man, managed so managed right over the course of 81 games. Yeah, it's going to be really weird to have a NBA with no LeBron and no Kobe. Yeah. But, Who's going to – because we had Jordan, then we had Kobe, now we got LeBron. Like, who's the next guy that's going to carry the mantle as, like, the face of the league, you know? Uh, I mean, James Harden, Steph Curry's still there. Um, but they're not that guy, though. You know what no, I mean? No, you don't have, like, the, the superstar. I mean, someone who I think maybe could quietly fly under the radar, but obviously is, is – is not of LeBron's stature, but a, a player like Anthony Davis. You know, I, I think that overall the NBA is so much more well positioned in terms. That's an interesting thought. Um, you yeah, know, maybe, huh. maybe baseball just cannot find a. a you know, we, we don't have a Derek Jeter right now. That when, when no matter what city he's in, he's a 
he's an attraction. You, you can make the argument of, of Mark, Mike Trout, but I don't, I don't. But he suffers from being on a not good team stuck out in LA. Like if he, if Mike Trout was on the Yankees, you better right. believe he'd be selling ballparks out. Right. Like maybe this Yankees team that we have currently could, could maybe rise to that with Stanton and, and Aaron judge, like maybe give them another year or two, especially well, if and especially playoff if, success. If Bryce Harper goes there, then yeah. that's a done deal. But you know we don't we don't have an Alex Rodriguez. There's no David Ortiz. There's no Derek Jeter. There's no. Um, I'm trying to think of some pitchers that have come through. I mean, even a Mariano Rivera. I mean, these guys. That, well, you do realize that everyone you just named was a Yankee or a Red Sox, right? Yes, but that's what we faced ten years ago. Right. So there's just a little more parity. Right. There's a little more more swing towards West Coast teams, which is not how things have always been. I mean, you had the Lakers, obviously, for that, that huge run. But outside of them, a lot of the dynasties have been East Coast teams, especially yep. baseball. Right. So it's interesting. Um, I, do, I do have a few other thoughts on the NBA um, before we – uh, conclude our discussion on basketball. Uh, the Pistons are without a head coach. Have you applied? I have not applied. Um, no, how is it on their careers page? <laughs> I don't know. My brother has um, applied for multiple offensive coordinator positions in college football. Seriously? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I want to read that rejection email. Well, but those are required to be posted by law uh, since they're public universities, so it's a little easier to find. That's so funny. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> the Pistons are without a basketball coach and actually without a uh, general manager as well. Um, and so they've been interviewing, and uh, Dwayne Casey, the guy that was the winningest coach in Toronto's history and took him to the playoffs three years in a row, got fired after being swept by the Cavaliers. Uh, so he's one of the leading candidates. He's already interviewed once and apparently is being heavily considered. Um, but the catch with him is, is he makes six and a half million this year if he doesn't coach. Hmm. That's part of his buyout clause with Toronto is that if he doesn't work, he gets a six and a half million dollar paycheck. And based on his you know experience and you know recent coaching resume, it might be worth taking a year off, spending time with the family, collecting six and a half million, and then having your choice of jobs next season or after next season. Right. Um, then the other leading candidate is uh, the University of Michigan men's head basketball coach John Beeline. I saw, I saw this report the other day, which I don't. I'm very conflicted. Like this, this is a a weird position to be in. The head coach that has single handedly taken your favorite university's basketball program and turned it around and taken them to two national championship games is now interviewing for your favorite NBA teams. I, I never would I have ever even considered such a scenario and I don't know how to feel about it. How much though, do you think it's a leverage play? Well, he just signed a new contract with Michigan last before last season. He signed through 2021. <laughs> so, He's but how, how much also is it a leverage play? Not so much maybe of a new contract, but hey, you are you've got one of the highest paid college football coaches. It's turning in eight and five seasons, and I've taken you to two national championship games in the last 
six seasons, let's throw some of that Big Ten money, Big Ten network money that's pouring into Ann Arbor and make the Chrysler Center into something that, uh, you know, puts them in a facility category with a Kentucky or, mm-hmm. or a well, Kansas if, or, you know, uh, yeah. if whoever. If it's for that be. reason, I'm okay with it. Because mm-hmm. he's making three and three million and change, I think, a year. So it's not like he's poorly paid. The dude's loaded. Uh, uh, yeah. But if it's but if it's for a program building thing like facilities, um, then okay, I get it. Um, but so I, I read an article today about it and said that there are the two leading candidates. Also, Juwan Howard, who played at Michigan as part of the Fab Five, and yes, an assistant in the league is a candidate, and so is Jason Kidd. Uh, huh. He's been out of coaching for a little bit, but um, so it's it's just interesting to see all of those names thrown around. Um, but John Beeline has turned the NBA down before. Um, and part of me wonders if he just wants to do it because he's getting towards the end of his career, and you know, obviously, coaching in the NBA is a very, very elite uh, thing to do. So it's just it's weird to be like, no, I want you to stay at Michigan because you're doing a great job. And you've, you know, completely rebuilt that program. But at the same time, could you do that with the Pistons? Like, that would be really fun to watch. Anyway, it's just a really unique scenario that I've never experienced before. Well, and they must be uh, not willing to adjust their front office situation if if they've gotten to this point and John Calipari is not in the mix. Because you'd have to imagine he could be a decent fit in in a place like Detroit where – um, you know, they obviously love a, a blue collar guy and that's kind of Calipari with Pittsburgh, um, you know, minor type roots. If the Pistons hire John Calipari to be their next coach, I will become a Chicago Bulls fan. I'll mark that down. You better. Cause that, that ain't happening. I'm sorry. Like I said, it, if he hasn't been named by now, he's he's not a candidate because he he gets named frequently. I think he puts his own name out there. Well, he's he's like the the basketball equivalent of Nick of Nick Saban, right? Just yeah, one of the top guys. His name's always thrown around. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out if it gets done, you know, um, before the finals are over, because you got to start thinking about the draft and you know all that stuff, but. Right. Yeah, it's just interesting to see, you know, two teams in the finals for the fourth year in a row, and then one team who can't even <laughs> fire the GM, fired the coach with a guy like Blake Griffin on your team, and it's, yeah, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I digress. Ten days. Ten days to the World Cup. Indeed. I kept thinking it was further off, and I'm like, yeah. It's already we're already four days into June. Yep, and uh, I think we're gonna take the next ten days, get plenty of rest because those five a.m. games are not. You know, the sun will be okay. up. Roughly, Bro, this but... is where my strategy of not watching it live comes in handy. My sleep schedule will not change, and I will still get to watch the games because I will record uh, them, and then I will watch them on my own time. And you'll somehow ignore the results. Yep. It's pretty easy, man. I'm telling you, there's a method to my madness. I know, I know. But it, it requires too much mental mental weakness on my part. <laughs> Fair enough. 
if you get spoiled on a 5 a.m. game, you just, you know, I will, I will teach you my ways. All right. I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> you sounded really convinced there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You know what we should also do is we should have your wife pick the games because she loves sports so much. And then we can compare who, you know, our decisions, two dudes that like soccer and know quite a bit about it versus your wives and see how bad she beats us. She probably doesn't even know the World Cup's coming up. That's kind of my point. So maybe I'll have Meredith pick some too, and we can we can compare uh, our, our decisions. And then when we lose to our wives, we can be very humbled. You know, what we could also do is um, maybe head over to one of the schools and uh, have a shootout between them and see who who can stop more. You know, have have Meredith kick to Allie and see how many she saves, and then have Allie kick to Meredith and see how many she saves. Probably have to record that. I, though I will tell you, Meredith was offered by colleges to go play soccer. At, yeah, there's so there's, there's a bit of a skill difference. There is. Allie has some athleticism, just not not when it comes to sports that require a ball to be in play. And she's very tenacious. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, if we do that, then then we will report back. But uh, it could be a video time. bonus. <laughs> Indeed. All right, sir. Always a pleasure to chat sports with you. It was. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it sooner next time. Yeah, we'll definitely get one in before the World Cup starts, so we can go over the the groups and predictions and all that sort of stuff. Maybe we could even get uh, together face to face. Yes. You maybe know. enjoy. Maybe enjoy some um, some beer. Uh, I think that is a great idea. All right. We should mark it down. So. All right, man. <laughs> Talk Have to a you good later. one. See you. Bye.